gives me great pleasure to introduce you guys to Valentino from the band of Mice and Men. Welcome, Valentino. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely my pleasure. Um, fan of your band uh, for a long time. Thank you. In fact, um, it's it's quite surreal being in this position of chatting. Sick, man. Thank you. Um, so I've been following you for uh, for quite some time. And um, obviously this opportunity come up, you've got, uh, let's get the plug out of the way, you've got a new album coming out. Or yep, Tether in two days. Two days. It's out in two days. Two days. Yeah, we're really excited. We got yeah. a music video dropping for our single Into the Sun. Nice. And then the rest of the album is out for everyone to listen to. It's been a it's been a long, a long process for us writing and, and kind of then waiting to release it. Uh we turned the album in uh much earlier this year. So we're happy to finally get it out. <laughs> And finally share it. That's nice. I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to hear the whole thing and I'm really Sick. enjoying it. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. I love, I love Into the Sun, the track that you cool. mentioned there. Thank you. Um, that's, that's probably one of our favorites on the album for sure. It's absolutely. I mean, it's a whole, the whole album's solid, but that is a great track on there. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I loved um, War Paint when I first heard that as well back in. Awesome. Yeah. A few months ago when that. That's came. a, that's a, cla- uh, well, we call that one like the classic of mice. Yes, we love the you know the barn burners the yep. the create with the crazy drums and the awesome riff like yeah we we love that one, um, yeah the the album kind of I, I feel like I'm I'm stoked because the album has uh, something for everyone we kind of we took a a a step outside of ourselves sort of and because we self produced it we and we self produced the last record we wanted to figure out how to level up and how to kind of take what of my cement has always done and amplify it in a way that only really we would know how to do being the songwriters of every album. Yeah. So for the eighth record tether, we really just wanted to challenge ourselves to write the best of mice music that we can and might sound a little cliche, but taking the reins of doing the, doing the recording ourselves, doing the producing ourselves and even doing the artwork uh, myself, we really wanted to make this a package that was made a hundred percent by of mice and men. And this is what of mice and men is in 2023 going into 2024. I mean, that's amazing. That was one of the things I was going to sort of bring up. Like I did notice from the bio and everything, literally you guys were self-contained for this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and- With the help of the label, of course, but um, doing all of the create, all the creative parts ourselves. Yeah. And that was really important for this record because we wanted to make a statement, you know, I, I feel like uh, it's hard when a band, well, I guess I don't know how other bands do it that are on their eighth album. And I don't know many bands that are that deep into their career either, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I feel like what, what it felt like the natural move for us because it has to be us. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like in, in so many ways there, it's just important to, see the creativity from every angle and be able to incorporate that and make something that's truly special and band made for the fans. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we make it for us because (laughs) we're, we're the first fans of the band that get to hear the music while we're writing it, but to be able to put our name on it and to know that it was all made from us was a really important thing that we wanted to do coming back from so much time off you know what i mean we we've we haven't come back and we played one festival in the last 1300 days we haven't been back since covid 
shut everything down. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we're, we're really stoked and we, we wanted to have our album be 100% us when we came back and to show our fans that this is who we are. This is what we sound like in this era and to, you know, come out to the shows We're uh, we were about to leave for uh, Canada and, or a North American tour with bullet for my Valentine. And then we have a European and United kingdom headliner that we're doing on the end of November and beginning of December and all that you can find out of mice tickets.com. Yep. Got it all in there. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's really cool. I was going to mention your tour and everything because I'm hoping to make it along to a show. Um, on that tour because i'm a fan of caskets who are one of the support bands on yeah that. awesome yeah so are we we love them and yeah no it's looking good it's looking good um yeah so man we're stoked going back to the album obviously you know just going back on the the point of you guys doing everything yourself and, and all that kind of stuff from obviously like your eighth out eight albums in um you said you wanted to sort of produce this so the fans would be like you know this you know you want to give them this is 100 percent mice and men Mm-hmm. what what challenges did you have with that because I, from 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 when i used to be in a band years ago and we were self-produced mm-hmm. we produced three albums by ourselves few sort of assistant people coming in here and there but not anything like significant but i always felt that um like taking any of the hits taking any not like hit songs but like as in the, the sort of negative press do you feel mm-hmm. that's going to affect you more because you've put so much of more of yourself in it? There's no, it, it is a hundred percent you guys. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know what the percentage was before, but say like the producer was 20% the sound and then the rest right. and all that kind of stuff. How Have you sort of had that change of, um, I don't know, perspective? No, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think so. I feel like it, we've always been the, the lead songwriters for our music. So we've always kind of bared that burden of a shitty comment on YouTube or, you know, somebody that is disappointed with something that is not part of their palette that they enjoy. But I think that just comes with being an artist and sharing your art. I feel like it's not for everyone. It's not meant to please anybody, really. It's meant to please ourselves first and foremost. (laughs) And it's kind of like a, like a, a funny thing being a musician because we we don't really like write songs for the fans we write it for ourselves and what inspires us and what what we want to go and get on stage and play live for years to come you know what i mean yeah so i feel like um it it becomes a bit more of an arduous process because there isn't a like somebody that we're paying to tell us the right thing to do because a lot of the times in the past we default to like well what does the producer want we'll just do that because we none of us can agree you know (laughs) like but we don't have that uh we we didn't have that with these last two albums so i feel like we we had to um come to those conclusions ourselves and i think that's a great challenge to have to be able to speak the same musical language as um our partners and, and bandmates and brothers. And you know what I mean? Like it, it becomes a more meaningful process. I think when we can't just default to the guy that we're paying lots of money to tell us what to do, yeah. which it's never really been where they tell us what to do. Cause we still write all the songs and we still do that, but we turn to them because they're like a coach, you know, like we're expecting them to help coach us 
and yeah. help steer our ship in the right direction. And uh, we didn't get the opportunity to do it on Echo because the world was shut down. Yeah. So we jumped into this new venture of self-producing, self-recording, and doing all that. And it felt like the right move to do it again in a way that we're going to actually get out and tour this album. Yeah. We're going to be able to deliver this to the fans. And um, that's another reason why we wanted to handle the artwork ourselves and do everything ourselves, because we want it to be when we are back in people's faces, we are 100% of Mice and Men. There is no gimmicks. There's no, not the producers are gimmicks, but it's 100% all our yeah. work. Yeah. And it's, and they are seeing what we can do as a band and they can um, support it or not, or, yeah. you know, whatever they want to do. But we felt like it was important, especially in this day and age to promote something that was fully ourselves yes. and our, and our work and 100% made by mice and men. And we're putting this for our fans to be able to go out, go on tour again and be back in venues and to be back, you know, promoting music and, and uh, doing what we love. Nice. Nice. I was going to uh, talk about the artwork as well. Cause you did that, didn't you? Yep. Everything. Yeah. Um, so from your, your perspective on that, what, what, I, I mean, I'm looking at it. I can see multiple things. I think that's probably the point, isn't it? That's the point. Yeah. That was the point <laughs> is, 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 is it's open for interpretation for everybody. And yeah. when we were writing the album, we kind of felt like it's a it's a much more hopeful and uh, emotional album than Echo was. Echo was a very visceral, uh, it's very painful album. Really, we we experienced quite a bit of loss um, in our families and with our careers and stuff like that. And and it, it really kind of turned us on our heads. And we felt like this album tether. The, al the, the album name tether is it it's being like a, an anchor to something that's you know flail a kite flailing in the wind that yep. that needs some that needs some sort of stability and being that and i feel like um in in doing the artwork myself and when we came when we came up with the obviously we didn't <laughs> we didn't like invent the rorschach idea but we kind of wanted to make it as like a test yeah. to our our fans and the people that that buy the album and on vinyl we have it on on big pages so you can actually kind of like look at it in high definition and everything like that and see that each song has its own painting of a Rorschach and it's and it's meant to um I guess ask the question like what what do you see here what how are you interpreting this and make it more of a thoughtful process than instead of just like Oh, I would just want to consume this album real quick and I'm just going to take yeah. it all in now and then be done with it. Like it, 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 to us, music means more than that. And we can't really dictate how people will consume the art that we create. But if we're thoughtful with the artwork and we're thoughtful with the meaning and the message behind it, then maybe the listener will be that much more thoughtful in how they are understanding the music understanding the art that we're putting forward to them and they can create a deeper connection with it because that's how i feel like that's how we've always when we were growing up and collecting albums and doing stuff like that like you know i i would 
my favorite part was opening up the album and reading the liner notes and reading the lyrics and seeing the thank yous and seeing, getting a, getting a look into that. And I feel like there's, there's been a bit of a disconnect with streaming services to do that. And and I'm not knocking them. I love Spotify. I use it every day, <laughs> but um, I, I do miss that, that big emotional connection with buying an album. And I still do that for myself, but I can't force our fans to do that if that's not what they're going to do, you know? So it's important for us to kind of create a package that, that can inspire them to think deeper about the music and don't just take it for face value because it's not made to be consumed at face value. You know, they're very deep emotional songs and the artwork needed to kind of match that. And it needed to, hopefully open people's minds to understanding the art a little bit more than just, you know, streaming a song and being like, okay, that's going on the playlist or I don't like that song, whatever, you know, like there's, there's something to like about all of it. I feel like, and, um, and yeah, we, we just felt like that was an important move to make for us on our eighth album. You know, we've made so many records at this point that we truth be told, we never thought about it that deep, but we also never had the opportunity to, because usually when we make records, we're on tour nine months out of the year. And then the other three months are spent in the studio making the record. So, <laughs> so it, we actually had time to um, be a little more creative than we usually could be and uh, deliver something that we feel like uh, we're very, very proud of. That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, it's, it's like, I love that personally. I love that. Like when you say you get an album and you've got like, like the vinyl, we talked about it just before I hit record you know, mm-hmm. I've got boxes and boxes of vinyl all around me at the moment, yeah. <laughs> but I sit there and I'll, I'll listen to the album, but I'll be looking through the artwork. I'll be looking. At of course. Vinyl notes. It's like, almost, it's yeah. almost like a lost art, you know? And I feel like obviously we're, we're older. So we remember before streaming, we remember <laughs> audio in, uh lo-fi formats and stuff like that where it's just it's just different and and maybe we'll never get back to that again as a society or or as a consumer society but if artists are making art that can be consumed in a way that is kind of like the old generation of how things kind of were i think that's that's something that's important and it, and it is a bit of a lost art to be able to think of it from that perspective. Yeah. And uh, it was just important to us to, to, to give something to our fans and to do something ourselves and create these challenges. Cause we could just as easily pay an artist to do it. You know what I mean? Or, or pay a producer to make the record sound good, but we took it upon ourselves to do that because we felt like, uh, like I said, not many bands get to their eighth album. So the fact that we're on our eighth album, we're already working on our ninth. Yeah. Like that's, that's incredible. And and it's really made possible by the fans um, appreciating and listening to the music. And so for that, we wanted to give them the most honest version of the band that has been done to date for sure. No, it's awesome. Like I said, I mean, like, I didn't know you had different pictures for each song and everything. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So each song I... has its own painting that is supposed to evoke something that, you want to do we're, we're also uh dropping a uh uh an experience a spotify experience 
that I actually haven't seen another band do this yet. So we're pretty excited about it. But when the album comes out, we're going to have a whole like, there's a, a page that Spotify has been like creating with us yeah. that includes all this artwork and you get to go through uh, color, color palettes, images, and kind of wow. take your own Rorschach test. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. Like I said, being, being super involved in the creative aspect of everything for this album was really important to us. So we really wanted to um, have something that that's a little more than music, you know, because music to us is not just music, you know, it's, it's an experience. It's, it's a, it's a, a, a release. It's a relief. It's a escape. It's, it's something more than just streaming a song and being done with it. You know, it's a, it's a whole experience. And so we're really excited to roll this album out and we're excited for our fans to get to listen to it and, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm sure they will. I mean, it's like, thank you. The three tracks you hit people with already have been a great sort of taster for what is to come on in two days. Um, Absolutely. I mean, there's tracks like people haven't heard yet, which is shiver. I really love that track as well. And enraptured as well. Um, oh yeah great track yep dude we're we're really excited man it, it it's kind of cool because a lot of the times i feel like when the albums are rolling out like you'll get the best songs as the singles right yeah. but we really made it up we did it on purpose to they are every song is the best song there were so many more songs that were on this album we refined it down to these 10 and we felt like any one of the songs could have been a single but um that's where we leave it to the label because they're the label and and they they handle a lot of the rollout and the marketing and everything but we're really proud to say that the singles are not the best songs on the album and you need to go listen to the album because the best songs you haven't even heard yet and so that's kind of an exciting thing from an artistic perspective to feel so strongly about what may not be the most marketable material or however, whatever they do with their end and all that stuff. Yep. As far as musicians are concerned, we're really excited for everyone to hear the rest of the album because there's still so many heaters on there that, um, it, you know, it it's going to be, I, I really think it's going to be a great listen to all of Mice fans. Definitely. And hopefully new fans too, you know, like that's, that's always a bit of the point is to try and um, create a, new audience you know and, and try and reach new ears and have new people that haven't heard the band check it out or maybe they've heard people talk about it or they haven't listened to us since they were in high school or <laughs> or they're you know whatever it was that they can tune back in and feel like and know that this is who of mice and men who we are you know yeah. what i mean and it's a it is a very honest representation of who the band is yeah definitely it's got it's got hints of the past it's got hints of your sort of evolution over the years and it's got some new sort of avenues as well to sort of absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely you know, explore and everything, which is great, which is mm-hmm. why I love this album so much. It's like bands that go long into the the career. You do sometimes get some, you know, you get some surprise albums that are like, wow. Uh, you mm-hmm. can get some stinkers. Don't get me wrong. I've, yeah, totally. You know, but it's just the process. We, we, we've done it too, you know, and that that's kind of why it was so important for us. Like we, it really just kind of like, we were like, Oh my God, like, we've made so much music, like how, how are we going to evolve our sound? And I think in a way we've, we've taken to finding more sonic textures and, and delinearizing songs where we used to just think of, okay, 
well, let's write the drum part and then we'll write the guitar part or we'll write the guitar part and then we'll write the drum part. And then it's like, well, what if we start with like a cool sound that's on a synthesizer or a cool sample from a record or a cool, you know, something from this and extrapolate on that and go down a rabbit hole and realize, oh, this totally sucked. Let's dial it back. Let's try this. Oh, that's cool. And um, I don't know, it was a challenge. And I think it's it's a challenge that only we could take ourselves down. You know, I, I, I don't see a producer that could have worked on this record in a way that was so involved as to how we were uh, in creating it. And um, I think if we were to work with a producer again, it would have to be uh, somebody that felt like they could add something to what we can already do ourselves. And the reason, uh, a big reason why we felt like we were able to self-produce is because we've worked with some of the greatest rock and metal producers in our, you know, yeah, David Bennett, Howard Benson, Joey Sergis, Josh Wilbur. Like these are, yeah. these are people that have produced yeah. millions and millions and millions of records sold. And um, so we, we use them as coaches where we took what we learned and we kind of funneled it into our work process and our workflow and um, really kind of took those challenges upon ourselves to create something that we feel like is uh, the purest version of Of Mice and Men that we could make. Oh, that's that's really cool. I really love that. And the fact you've learned from all these producers over the years and you've taken bits, you've taken aspects of that. Like a lot of, I know a lot of musicians that haven't done that. They've worked with lots of producers and big producers and they've not taken anything on from it, not learned anything from it, which I right. Very strange because they're the people that can kind of mold a sound that you may not. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and they've, they've acquired, you know, so much skill and uh, experience from everything that they've done that, you know, anytime, anytime we've worked with a producer, we've really made it a point to learn. And I feel like we all really appreciate the experiences that we've had good and bad, you know, we've butt heads with a lot of producers. We're very, um, uh we're (laughs) well we're we're not uh we're we're definitely not difficult to work with but we're very passionate about our music yes and we're very passionate about what the sound of of mice and men needs to be because we've always been the dictator of that sound right and the producer comes in and helps us branch out or helps us uh maybe make something a little more marketable or make something to bring their their coaching techniques and stuff into it. And I feel like um, over the years, like doing that. And we, again, we were kind of forced to do this because of the COVID lockdown and we weren't allowed to go to studios and producers weren't doing stuff. And so we just kind of took it upon ourselves, but then we realized like who better to make this than us, because we know the sound we're on our eighth album. We don't want to change it up. We love our sound, it still excites us. We love breakdowns. We love big, melodic, emotional choruses, you know, like the quintessential of my sound has and will always be the four of us making that starting from an instrumental and molding it into whatever the song ends up being that, um, that it just kind of felt like the natural, the natural step and the natural challenge. And, uh, and we still butt heads with each other, you know, with the ideas, but 
no idea is a bad idea unless someone can come up with a better idea. <laughs> so exactly. it, it really is, you know, <laughs> if you if it's not going to be a better idea, well then, you know, so yeah. it's, but it's fun, man, to be able to kind of re renew and refresh the band yeah. on an eighth album is a pretty crazy thing to have accomplished. And, and to us, it really feels like that's, that's how it happened. And you know, we, we feel very fortunate that uh, really the fans allowed us to do that, you know, because the fans are still listening. There are yep. millions on Spotify and uh, one of our records just went gold. Nice. And um, yeah, dude, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, it's a it's a crazy feeling to know that our, our fans are still supporting us this deep into our music career. And so we, we owe it to them to continue creating to our fullest uh, extent. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I've got a couple of questions left for you, if that's all right. Sure. Yep. Um, so I know you're on a tight schedule and you've got a tour coming up in two days. Uh, yep. <laughs> so- Today's like big press day too. So we're like, I got a couple more after this one. Okay, cool. I won't keep you much longer. I've just got a couple of questions. Yeah, no worries. Um, so first question, um, these are sort of my typical sort of like ending questions, but if you could pinpoint three albums that were the most pivotal for you in your life. So not necessarily the favorite album, you know, not necessarily. Uh-huh you know, but the one you might have heard like a random album by band, whoever it is at the yeah. inspired you to play drums that inspired you to be in a band or inspired you some other aspect of your life. Could you yep. point three maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Um, I feel like I grew up um, really loving punk rock nice. and um, I, I would have to say like uh, probably green day dookie. was a big album for me because it was three dudes that just played their instruments and there's no no frills about it it's just balls to the wall punk rock fun talking about being a teenager and stuff like that um that that was a big one i think uh the record that introduced a lot of groove to me was rage against the machine evil empire nice and um that was one where i felt like I learned so many of those songs on drums because the drums aren't crazy, but the music is just so powerful. The guitar riffs are so powerful. The vocals are so visceral that it was something that, you know, uh, like four strands of rope can create something that moves entire nations. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that was, that was a hugely pivotal, uh, Rage Against the Machine was, is, is hands down like my favorite band of all time. Nice. I think what, what they've been able to do with music and to unite their fans and unite audiences and people and bring awareness to world topics that people don't want to talk about are, uh, is really important. And I guess the third album, uh, I, I got to do something metal, probably Slipknot Okay, where uh, I was when I, I, I'll never forget. I was in the back of uh, my friend's pickup truck going to a skate park and his sister was driving us to the skate park and she was like yo this record just came out you guys are going to lose your minds and i literally did i could not believe what i was hearing i had to dub it on tape and i i had her dub it for me and i was obsessed with that first slipknot record when it first came out and it was something that i had i just never knew the boundaries could be pushed like that in music from the drumming to the guitars to everything you know like it was just something that seems so impossible to have been created by humans yeah and then they all wore masks and were inhuman you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so um 
and and then later in life we got to tour with them and bro down with them and um that that was a super full circle moment to be able to go on tour with them and hang out and talk about those uh instances and clown is such an inspirational dude he would he would have he he would have um he would hold like meetings and he would talk about how important music is and how important it is that everyone is on this tour and everyone's working together and it was a it was a really powerful uh experience to feel it in a visceral way when i was a young teenager and then to get to experience it as an adult and see what that level of musicianship and artistic creativity can uh create and inspire you know and um yeah so i feel like probably those three albums that's a pretty pretty wide gamut (laughs) but i guess you can kind of see the age evolution there too yeah (laughs) definitely definitely but i mean slipknot one of my favorite bands as well um yeah obviously like turntablism i love that i've loved the new metal movement that was my of course yeah um and that was i was in a band in the uk like the new metal movement we had here um and 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 like seeing another dj in a heavy band totally like that was the one thing that was just like great because we had you know deftones and all that kind of like yeah they had dj elements they're in the incubus um but yeah it was just uh slipknot really took it that extra extra level fucking stratosphere dude Sid is, the cool- <laughs> Sid is the coolest motherfucker ever man like he would just come up on our bus whenever and like he'd have his little portable turntable and he'd just be like scratching like all the time he'd be just djing with his little jbl speaker and his like portable turntable and he'd just be like chilling in our back lounge just like scratching going insane and we're like dude <laughs> you're like always doing it. he's like man you just always gotta you always gotta practice you always gotta do that and, and we were just like man that's what a cool they're they're just such a huge inspiration to us seriously like and the way that they've been able to to make a career out of uh such an alternative lifestyle and and music that is not for everybody you know but uh to be to be that cool and to be uh that they're totally not as scary as they are with their masks on (laughs) when their masks are off they're the sweetest dudes beautiful excellent yeah well uh final question for you um uh, what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not doing what you do there's there is there are things other than music uh i always i always <laughs> answer that language. the same way I don't know. I don't know. um no man i i don't know it's all music my mm-hmm. whole life is music it's okay. i i love that i i try and game but i suck at gaming um the guys are all really good at gaming um no man i i love music you know i love watching music videos i love finding new artists on spotify and um finding cool records at record stores and everything like it it's my hobby right there i love yeah that. It, it it's it's a hundred percent my whole life is music man there's Beautiful. i don't there's really nothing else cool well valentino thank you for your time i really appreciate it um yep good luck with the album out in two days people it's called tether uh they're out on tour in the uk uh end of november into december uh they're playing every pretty much every major city i think in the uk yep and you can get tickets out of micetickets.com. Oh, and tickets and VIP are available there. And our album Tether is out at uh, sharptonerecords.co. And it's also available on Amazon. Yep. And we're Empiricon and wherever anyone buys music or anything like that. Yep. And pick it up. You're going to want this artwork large and in charge. I made sure the vinyl booklet is 10 big pages of artwork. So I'm gonna- uh, pick it up. And um, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time.
Cool. Thank you, man. Have a good evening and good luck with everything. Awesome. Thank you. You too.